Hey universe. I'm uh I'm out of uh I'm out of my Burnsomatic propane torch, so all I got here is the vaporizer. <laughs> I hate this thing. <coughs> Obviously. <laughs> Universe, my universe. I believe what I'm currently experiencing would be called vaporizer abuse. Or wait, when the vaporizer abuses me. Well, but that's reflexive vaporization abuse syndrome. So that's probably still my fault. All right. As, as per is my usual, it's all my fault. But uh, I'm not as high as I normally would be because I don't have anything to dab. <clears throat> now, I could get the green out. I agree. Maybe that's the routine that's being forced upon me here. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to figure something out here cuz we can't go through these topics without being high. Pause. And look at what I found. I got some golden gold green. Uh, we will be right back. Mm, giddy up. Okay. So, oh my my lord, my lord. Oh lordy lordy bordy. So, sometimes um, I will just hit energy lows. And admittedly, they have to be enabled by uh, very various factors coming together. But uh, ever since New Year's Day, I've been in an energy low that I cannot really even describe. It's been... <clears throat> um, Almost a fear of exposure, I guess. Uh, it's it's driven me to essentially stay in my house for an entire week, which is absolutely unlike me at all. And the weather's been okay, so I can't blame the weather. Um, and what has been the strangest part of it all is... I've been compulsively researching ancient earth cycles, the civilizations that myth and lore speak of from those times, as well as the emergence of civilization in our um, Sumerian uh, historical record with their cuneiform script, their uh, weights and measures, well, their standardized weights and measures, their um, civilizational layout or civic engineering, the agriculture, obviously, and uh, and writing that they were the first to bring to civilized uh, humanity, all of that, and um, and again the cycles of the universe, the solar system, Earth, and it's been. Not that I haven't been down these rabbit holes before, I have, but it's as if I needed to reaffirm what I could know about where we stand in our historical record right now against the cycles of this planet that are not <clears throat> in any way interruptible. So that's a long way of saying I basically uh, have followed the uh, History Channel Ancient Aliens threads as far down as you can pull them, and including everything from uh, 
what uh, the shifting of the North Pole has meant to what it will mean today if we are, in fact, living on an Earth that's expanding. Of which there is some goddamn persuasive evidence. So, what I would say to you is, first of all, why are you listening to this? This is ridiculous. You have so much better life to live than the one that is listening to me, Babylon, about Babylon. I don't imagine that's going to present much gain in life momentum for you personally. What will create gain in life momentum for you personally is getting out there and trying some things and discovering new things about yourself that you love. Things you didn't even know exist. Maybe you've never sat down and tried to play a piano. Maybe now's the time to go give that a shot. Connecting with music is just one of many ways that you can find parts about yourself that you didn't know existed that are there that not only will you embrace, but you will find to be the most important important parts of yourself that you could discover. And with so few of us fully embracing a posture of self-love, well, this advice applies to 99% of the rest of you. And, pause. Plus, you never know when I'm going to eat a piece of cantaloupe, and that's annoying. So, <clears throat> finding ways to embrace your manifestation in this meat suit of soul energy that is the 8675309 Earth Trip. Unfortunately, in America, we don't have nearly enough time to get on that. We are too busy with all the other distractions and life inconveniences that are drilling us further and further away from ourselves. But if you ever have the time to think, hey, I could slow things down a little bit here and maybe try something for myself for once, well, self-love is where it's at. Yeah. Unpause. Okay. So where has this train through crazy town, what stops did it make, and were any of them legitimate enough to get my attention for real? Well, <clears throat> yeah, there were a few. Um, among all the nonsense, of which I think uh, you can ascribe almost all of the UFO contingent now to the level of nonsense, there might be some legitimate claims in there. But there's so much horseshit that, for the most part, when they're talking about UFOs, you should just think whatever they're saying is wrong. What I do believe is that whatever craft or sightings that are unverifiable that may be related to some incursion of another being or type of being other than a human being, well... It makes a lot more sense that those are either local, meaning actual Earth inhabitants that have secluded themselves from us in some sort of chaotic, superimposed way, or they come from within the solar system enough that they've traveled from Saturn's moons or Jupiter's moons or wherever to find us here. Even those sorts of stories seem implausible to the nth degree, but they can be entertained enough to exist within physical reality, so you have to give them at least uh, a shred of credence, as it were, in the it could be, so therefore it's possible bin of trash, right? Pause.
Unpause. Okay. But, uh, you know what? I'm, hmm. Pause. Okay. I'm retrieving my notes. So, before we get too far into this, what I will say is, I think there is um, evidence that we get washed over by water on this planet, on the reg. And because that happens, well, I think the first question is, why? And the second question, obviously, is how? Pause. Okay, unpause. Well, what's fascinating here is the idea that a flood isn't planetary annihilation. It's not the asteroid belt, the Death Star polarizing uh, Tiamat into a million rocks. It is instead uh, what, a planet cleansing itself? Maybe? How fucked up is that, though? Pause. Unpausing obviously is fucked up because that would mean, what, we're the contaminant? I mean, not that we've never thought that, right? If we're being honest. Pause. Unpause. All right. So why would a planet be washing itself over in flood water? Okay. Well, there are several reasons from biblical, uh, God-driven uh, uh, tales of revenge to just the simple mechanics of circular motion and centripetal force to the idea that Maybe the Earth is doing things we haven't quite come to grips with, like expanding. And, um, and all of these offer certain uh, pathways for this physical phenomenon to, in fact, be very real and possibly even cyclical. So I'm going to look at my notes really quick and we'll get back to this point. Pause. All right. And before I get too far down the rabbit hole here, let's um, have the disclaimer of None of this do I necessarily believe is um, verifiable, factual, historically uh, self-evident reality. But in chasing down what has happened on this planet to have wiped out the ancient civilizations who created the megalithic architecture in granite and other materials uh, over the course of the last 450,000 years, well something has to explain their disappearance. And while, okay, they could have been aliens that landed, did their thing, and left. If they were humans, what happened to them? And that is essentially the rabbit hole that we're going down. So, take this with the grains of salt it deserves, which are about 99 of them, and then let resonate what you can, things that may find themselves to your truth meter in a way that opens up your mind and lets you think more laterally about who it is we are and where we've come from. Pause. All right, got to say the golden goats give me a little bit of munchies, so I'm going to make myself a peanut butter and honey sandwich and consume that. Be right back. Okay, well, <clears throat> even if we are the, uh, the viral uh, contaminant of planet Earth that needs to be eradicated through some sort of flooding mechanism... We did invent the peanut butter and honey sandwich and the Rice Krispie Treat and the chocolate chip cookie. So <clears throat> we weren't all bad, were we? But the interesting element of 
flood yore and myth um, is how humans survive. Even if it drops us down to just two of us, or an ark and a bunch of animals, humans persist. And that part of the myth is as universal as is the tale of floodwaters coming from out of nowhere. Pause. All right, unpause. Well, the idea of the planet's motion being interrupted is the first, I think, physically um, likely outcome if such waterway uh, tales of yore are true. Meaning that if somehow the Earth's distribution of weight or spin wobble or rotational motion were to be interrupted, well then the amount of force that the liquid oceans would then be free to exert across wherever gravity wanted to send them, which would be across all land formations they could reach, well, it it completely accounts for how we could be awash in oceans at any given time on this planet, should that happen. Now, what could make something like that happen? Hard to say. Not much. The entire um, ceasing of the magnetosphere is something that may interrupt Earth's motion like that, which, as we experiencing as we experience it shrinking, that's obviously a concern. Somehow the internal combustion of Earth's inner core being interrupted could cause motions like that to be interrupted on a planetary scale. So there are <clears throat> physically possible mechanisms to create such a halt in Earth's motion. And when you match that up with the lore of the sun setting for four nights or the sun rising in the west, not the east. There are <clears throat> accountable legends that would lead you to think they're describing something like Earth's planetary motion being interrupted or redirected in some capacity. So, those are <clears throat> at least one way that you could see floods, and even in a cyclical nature, awash this planet again and again. The other theory that's of interest, at least as far as I'm concerned, is the idea that we are living on an Earth that's not static in size, but is in fact growing. And growing in crustal displacement chunks. So it's not growing inches by year. It is growing in leaps and bounds across movements that include rearranging where our North Pole sits. The North Pole, not the magnetic North, the true North. Pause. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> well, unpause. Are you saying, then, that there is a mechanism in place currently that is shifting the true North Pole, not the magnetic North, which anybody who's paying attention right now knows is moving around in a rather aggressive fashion? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying both happen. And while we are currently experiencing the magnetic north migration across, uh, is it Siberia, I believe? I don't remember if it's gotten to Siberia or not, but it's clearly moving. Um, and 
the concern here is not so much that our magnetic field may flip, although it may, and I would imagine that would cause all kinds of chaos to GPS systems, but there is solid evidence that the true north moves. And what could cause true north to move? Well, a planet that's getting bigger could, and that is why I have to have, go have another bong hit. Because I think our planet's getting bigger. Pause. Unpause. Alright, we've, uh, we've managed to go through the Golden Goats, and now we're on to Green Crack. Alright, my crack is green. Just like the crack in the Earth's crust. So, some curiosities. One, why is the floor of the ocean, on average, 100 to 200 million years old? And none of it is ancient. None of it. That's spooky enough. But, when you throw in the history of rising sea levels, and we're talking like 400 feet of rising. This isn't just your average, oh yeah, the sea used to be a lot lower. I mean, it used to be half a mile lower. And then it got bigger, and then it got bigger, and then it got bigger. And when you, when you get told that thing about the asteroid belt, and that that's just rocks that accumulate in that space because they got nowhere else to go. And then you think, okay, but... Did anybody even consider the idea that maybe that was a planet that fell apart? Has anyone looked into that? Because if you're going to tell me that all the water on planet Earth arrived via asteroids that had some ice on them and got here and when they hit our atmosphere, that all just turned into ocean? Really? Because... The more likely scenario is that it's arriving through systems that are endemic to Earth itself. Now, what would that look like? Well, let's say that as we're starting to find across our visible universe, when we see planets swirling about other stars, well, they tend to be these big old gas giants like Jupiter. And that makes no sense. Because if you look around our solar system, all those big old gas giants are way the fuck out there. Nowhere near the sun. So what's up with that? Well, let's say that that's in fact the stage of planet and star development that is natural. And it's the initial phase of planet formation that involves these rocky interplanetary uh, uh, pieces smothered in these huge gas atmospheres. And if that were the case, well, I could imagine enough pressure from that atmosphere to collapse Earth into a tiny little ball of, say, kind of the way the, pl the continents all fit together, just this rocky mass. <clears throat> and then... Maybe somewhere along the way, 
the sun decides to have one of its major belching episodes. Blah! And out comes all this X-ray, M-ray, A-ray, T-ray, B-ray, whatever rays, cosmic rays that are going to threaten our planet's juicy, big old, fluffy atmosphere. Well, in that one fell swoop, boom, it blows the atmosphere right off our planet. Or, how about this? How about that atmosphere was loaded with H2O uh, steam, and this, uh, this reaction on our planet causes all that to turn into water liquid oceans. Or, 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 as our atmosphere is blown to the tiny little speck of an atmosphere that's left, well, that lack of pressure enables... Earth's natural internal systems, of which there are, there's quite a bit of evidence for um, in the mantle oceans. Well, what if Earth has just been in the process of reopening itself and all of the water it contains to the watery, surfacey planet that it's always meant to be? <clears throat> and as we crack open and these plumes of water escape through the young earth flooring that is the bottom of our oceans, well, add another, what, 10 trillion cubic meters of water to the planet, and where is it going to go? Well, everywhere, of course, until it finally settles to its level, and we have new sea levels. And tales of floods and shit like that from people who barely survive. Pause. Unpause. All right. Now, I know most of this sounds like some teenage, well, not even teenage, what, like 10 or 11-year-old boy camping story that you tell just to make them all a little paranoid about life on Earth. Okay, I, I agree with that. And there is a level of nuttiness to all of this that... I think you just have to dismiss as the um, the entrapment of a mind that thinks it knows more than it does. Because <clears throat> how the fuck do I know what happened 450,000 years ago? I don't. So for me to espouse as if any of this has a platform on which to build some sort of belief structure, well, I'm not really going down this road for that reason. I'm going down this road because... Well, because the universe is compelling me to. Pause. I'm pause. The other thing about that planet cracking open theory, it would mean that you'd have to be able to detect somewhere on planet Earth a level of expansion that was... Mm, uh, that could be determined as the type of expansion that would occur on a planet that's growing bigger. Which is why all that work done by Mario Build Reps, and yes, that's Mario, like in cart, Build Reps, as in you need to build your reps so that you can get stronger with your weightlifting. Uh, yeah, Mario Build Reps. He has had the ingenious idea of looking back on the ancient built monuments of yore, the ones that for whatever reason, unlike the Pyramid of Giza, do not coordinate directly with True North. They seem to be placed on 
square and rectangular platforms that would encourage them to be of cardinal orientation. And yet, they have as much as 3, 5, 15, 27, I think up to 52 degrees of uh, misalignment in what we consider today to be true north. So then, well, what's the deal? Because it seems like even our ancient um, monument builders had some idea of the cardinal directions. And if he plots from a time of about 450,000 years ago to today and looks at the most ancient structures and their degrees off from true north across the globe, assuming obviously various points of orientation for eastern and western hemispheres here. Well, the uh, return data is scary as fuck, which today we would just write as scary AF. Pause. Unpause. Pause. Unpause. Because what he has discovered is that the North Pole, if you were to, again, aggregate the data from ancient orientations to today, well, it has moved five confirmed and six likely times in the 450,000 year history of these monuments having been created. Which is where I get 450,000 years for the age of mankind and why I think that somewhere 450,000 years ago was when the real Anunnaki story uh, occurs and that Sumerian list of kings... I hate to say it, but I think that Sumerian list of kings is actually some accurate accounting of history on Earth. And that's if you want to go down the mythical trail of wonderful possibility of us having been engineered by some other being 450,000 years ago. What's the evidence for that? Well, pause, and I will tell you in a minute. Unpause. Okay, so here on Maniacal Monday, as I try to get back in the rhythm of having taken a week off from recording, well, uh, trying to figure out what these legends of the Sumerians reference is challenging, because uh, there's all kinds of anomalies in the historical record that are uh, that are inexplicable, and if you explain them as something, uh, uh, as an outlier, then why are there more and more of those being discovered every day? At some point, the reckoning of our history is due with the data that's being, uh, accumulated in, uh, in models that do not fit the current historical paradigm. And <clears throat> these... Anunnaki slash star beings that have come from above to help engineer a more civilized version of humanity, as it were. Well, those stories tell of a need to, uh, to mold humanity, to mold mankind into an image uh, similar to itself, And if you think about it, this could explain where we lost our 24th chromosome. 
we sit with 23 chromosomes as opposed to all the other uh, ape creatures on this planet who have 24. And the reason we only have 23 is because somebody has fused our second and third chromosome. Why? I don't know. Was it nature who did it? Probably not, since it's a one-off and it didn't do it anywhere else, and everybody else is under the same 24 chromosome situation. So the fact that we're at 23 seems like something that went against nature. Well, then, what could possibly have intervened to genetically manipulate us to give us bigger heads and whatever else happened 450,000 years ago? to separate us from the rest of the monkey men that were on this planet? Well, it could have been that these people telling of star beings descending and playing with our G- our DNA was true. Maybe that shit did happen. Maybe we are the result of genetic manipulation. Maybe the species that persists on planet Earth is the slave race of some other galactic entity and their inclination for how to put us to work. The evidence that this planet has been um, has been stripped of its resources and and surface growth value is everywhere. Think about planet Earth and why we only have trees that are roughly four or five hundred years old at the oldest. And many of our forests are in the two to three hundred year range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because we cut all the trees down and they grew back. Well, we cut every tree on Earth down 400 years ago, did we? And if we didn't, then what did? And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's evidence of forests here that are thousands of years old in the Amazon. But I went looking for them. And I didn't find them. So to me, one of the big curiosities about planet Earth is why we feel so detached from our ancient history. Why does everything feel so newish and this millennia? Where is the remnants from all that shit that got built in Peru? Where are the civilizations that laid down the ancient structures beneath the current pyramids? Where are the true historical ancestors of the human race? Well, if it's in Sumeria, then we're only going back uh, roughly 6,000 years. And that's the first, at least in our current historical record, that's the first sign of writing. It's the first sign of uh, astrolo- or astronomy, the first sign of um, commerce, uh, planning and weights and measurements brought to a standard. It's the first sign of city civic level planning, um, sewage, fresh water, all of this. And when you think about how that could all just emerge in one place at one time without any precursor in history to gradually bring us to a point of this realization 
Well, yeah, it seems fucked up. It seems like somebody sat us down and said, listen, here's how shit works. And here's what you got to start doing if you're going to be fucking civilized. Pause. Unpause. So then they teach us some shit about archery and, and uh, what? Uh, uh, chicken pot pies or whatever. And uh, turn us into civilized little creatures. My curiosity is, why would this have occurred 6,000 years ago? Like that, that timeline screws everything up for me. Because I assume 10,000, 12,000, whatever Ice Age occurrence happened recently, that that just sends us to the brink of extinction. To the point where all we can do is crawl back on our four uh, limbs and beg the natural rhythm to feed us and house us and give us some level of sustainability. And we end up in places like California or Egypt or wherever it's warm, and we rebuild from there. But it seems like maybe this is what's happening. Let's say 450,000 years ago, these Anunnaki showed up and found the monkey men and thought, well, fuck yeah, let's make some slaves. But they didn't realize that the monkey men actually have souls, something the Anunnaki apparently do not have. And having assumed that such low forms of life would in no way actually be soul-inhabited creatures, well, they went around playing with us and turning us into something that we're not. These homo sapiens sapien bottles that we're doing our best with, but that are all fucked up because of the way they stole one of our chromosome pairings and linked the second and third chromosome for what? Our lack of ESP? What is it that they took away from us? Well, whatever they took away from us is what left us these docile slaves that they could order into the mines and have cut down all the expansive trees and all the wonderful things that Earth had to offer that the Anunnaki decided were way more fun in their land of boats and and uh, and hover cars than in our land of monkeys climbing trees. So they basically raped planet Earth of everything she was worth. Having done so, they decided, well, we can't leave this radioactive rock of insignificance here to just create chaos for the rest of the solar system. No, no, no. We've got to do what we can to take care of our our vile or our uh, our radioactive remaining waste, whatever they left behind that is the scourged Earth. Well, they set up some sort of planetary mechanism to have it wash itself every hundred thousand years or so to ensure that whatever they had done to strip mine the area of everything it was worth and all of the contaminants that come with that process, well, they did leave this recovery mechanism for Earth to allow it to not be a dump of radioactive material for the rest of time and space in 3D reality. The problem is that that flood was supposed to wipe out all these little monkey men, and it didn't. Because we have souls and persist as eternal beings. Well, you took our paradise and turned it into this. 
And this is what we're left with. And every 100,000 years, you try to get rid of us again, and it doesn't work. doesn't matter how this planet responds. We persist. Now, could it be that we persist because there's a whole lot of help out there trying to make sure that what happened to us, which was completely illegal in the galactic code of species manipulation, well, could it be that somebody's out there saying what the Anunnaki did here is unforgivable, but having created these little uh, human beings, well, I guess we got to let what happens, happens, and see where these guys take it. And then we take it to nuclear weapons, and so they have to raid us back in. And then we take it to try to get to the moon, which, of course, they're not going to let us go to. So they had to raid us back in. But I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm spitballing here because, again, I have a hard time figuring out why the planet washes itself over with water. And if it's just because the Earth is growing... And that's just the way it is. And we're unlucky enough to be living on this planet of getting biggerness. Well, huh. that just doesn't seem to follow with what I feel connected to on the inside. Now, maybe that's just me being dumb. But, well, me being dumb is kind of the theme of the whole first start of the year here. Because I don't know why I had to get all this shit incorporated into my current reality and why I had to share it with you. But I will say that the tales of Earth Yore are fascinating. And if you limit yourself to just the Western view of what's happened, well, think about what you're limiting yourself to. A country whose very existence is barely 300 years old. And in that short framework of time has done nothing but manipulate facts and historical uh, activities in its favor. So break out of your Western point of view and start looking at some of the stuff from India, China, and, uh, and the Vietnam region. The myths of Cambodia, the myths of Laos, they're as overlapping in their telling of ancient yore as the myths of Western civilization from the Roman gods to the Greek gods to whatever pantheon of gods you want to pertain. So, don't lose your sense of wonder here on Earth, 8675309. I know I'm always tempted to feel like the day-to-day -day is where my attention should be drilling down instead of in the wonder of the what might be. But, Ugh, day-to-day -day life on Earth, 8675309, is awful. That much I am sure of. So let your mind take a vacation, even one you didn't plan, now and again, to discover what's wonderful about your existence here in this time and space right now. I promise that's what this year is going to incorporate, because obviously the day-to-day -day life's not getting any better. So if we don't imagine a better world, well, how are we ever going to have one? So imagine a better world, I will, hopefully with you.